the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among the men, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. So a few sermons ago, uh, maybe about a month, month or so, I spoke about some principles regarding the proper discipline of children and how Christ gave us the example of how to do that in the parable or the, his example of driving the money changers out of the temple. So that is an important topic and I would like to uh, give a, a short recap of what I spoke of last time. So if you recall uh, the, par or the, the event of driving the money changers out of the temple, uh, before Christ did so, he first wept over Jerusalem because he loved his children and they were going astray. They were using the temple not for prayer but for illicit profit. They were harming themselves and others by their bad behavior. So our Lord, motivated by love, wanting to correct this bad behavior, goes down to Jerusalem and he, there he made a cord of whips. This took time, meaning that he thought about what he was going to do ahead of time. Then he used anger and violence as a means of correcting his children. He kicked over the tables of them that changed money and the chairs of them that sold doves. Even in anger, our Lord shows restraint and control. He scattered money all over the ground, but did no harm to the living creatures, the doves. So he disciplined with anger, but not because of it. Thus Christ gives for all time an example of how corporal punishment is to be used. It must be motivated by love. It must be controlled. It should be planned out ahead of time. We must not act in haste, in a burst of angry passion, but on the basis of reason, and it should be for the good of those disciplined. So this, this recaps that sermon from about a month ago. And uh, since then, I've heard a number of success stories from few mothers. And so I would like to re recount some of those. So this story is from mom number one. And she said to me, Father, the other day my kids were driving me crazy. Imagine that. And I was about to lose my temper, but I remembered what you said, make a cord of whips. Think about it ahead of time. So I did. I sat and I thought about it. And it was that they were fighting amongst themselves. Whenever they were together, they were always fighting. So I told them, you can go to any room in the house, pick a room, you can do whatever you want, but you each have to have your own separate place in the house. And they went off and did it, and she had so much peace and quiet, she forgot, actually, she had sent them off. It's like hours later, they, she's like, what are you doing in here? Oh, that's right, I, I told you to. So, uh, but she said that this was a victory because uh, it, she, was, um, she was acting proactively instead of reactively. She thought ahead of time and then acted instead of allowing that frustration to build until she made a decision out of anger. Make that cord of whips. Mom number two said, Father, I thought about what you said, how children in the church will squawk, young children, because they like to hear the echo. They, they do something, you get a pleasurable response. Uh, so every time my seven-month-old started squawking in church, I would pinch his leg. Not hard enough to hurt, but hard enough to be uncomfortable. And uh, soon enough, he stopped squawking in church. So this is a corporal punishment. I mean, it's mild but it is a physical uh, reminder to the child, don't do that behavior, and it worked on a seven-month-old. 
Seven month old. So if this mom can discipline her seven month old, then that should be uh, give hope to the rest of us, right? That means I can discipline my three year old or four year old to stop talking in church, not to throw a fit, and so on. Right? It's possible. Uh, mom number three. She had warned her children. She had five children ages eight to sixteen, and they knew no watching TV while mom is out of the house. And so she goes to run errands. She comes back early and catches them in the act of watching TV while she was gone. So she thinks, okay, it's time to drive this dis disobedience out of the house. So she gets a spoon and disciplines her younger children. But then for the oldest, that 16-year-old ringleader, uh, she gets a heavy leather belt and says, bend over. He tries to argue, but she says, no excuses. We've talked about this, you know it's coming. So mom administers discipline with that heavy leather belt. And after it was over, her 16-year-old stands up, looks at her and says, Mom, I've told you for years you needed to be harder on us. Good job. He gives her a fist bump. <laughs> children are honest. Children will tell you the truth. And children know that when they behave childishly, when they are throwing fits, when they are openly disobedient, they deserve corporal punishment. They know. That's part of the natural law. And this mom, in, 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 in disciplining her children, she both uh, disciplined them and she also earned their respect. They knew what she was supposed to do and she did it. Now, this is not in giving these examples. These are not like one size fits all stories, right? I'm not advocating that this, this be done by anybody, but these were, were moms who they knew their situation, they knew their kids, they thought about it, and they came to a decision based on their circumstances. That's what, I, that's what I'm encouraging you, is that corporal punishment is not off limits. It's not out of bounds. It is not abusive. Abuse can take many forms. Corporal punishment done well, even as our Lord shows, is a proper form of discipline. And in fact, uh, that is that children can receive it and often do receive it as love. That is how it should be taken. We've all heard of those love languages and discipline is one of them. Right? Children understand that and in fact, they can be looking for it. And this will be a reason why children will continue to misbehave over and over again because they're looking for love and not getting it. An example, one more is from this young grandmother. Uh, she was in her mid-40s, and her three-year-old granddaughter was, was living with her, and very, very undisciplined, this, this three-year-old. And the grandmother had tried promises, rewards, talking to, uh, nothing worked. Now she got advice, you need to use corporal punishment. But I don't want to, I mean, what if she doesn't like me? What if, what if she ends up afraid of me? You need to use corporal punishment. So the grandmother went ahead and she followed through. She warned her granddaughter the consequences of disrespectful behavior. Uh, the next time it happened, she used that corporal punishment. And what happened? Well, the woman told me that later that same day, for the first time ever, that three-year-old granddaughter ran up and spontaneously gave her a hug. It never happened before. Because that little three-year-old had finally gotten the love she was looking for. Finally got it. Discipline, corporal punishment is a form of love because it keeps children from harming themselves. Again, all those, all those principles that Christ used, it's ahead of time, you, you think about it, that is what has to go into it. What you put into something is what you get out. Even as the epistle today says, you shall reap what you sow. 
If you sow discipline and self-respect and control, that's what you'll get. And in fact, the goal, the goal of corporal punishment is not to have to use it. If you do use it well, it should be used very, very sparingly, not very often at all, because all children need is the threat of the punishment, and they know it's coming, and they behave. Right? If you find yourself using corporal punishment over and over again, it's time to rethink your cord of whips. Right? Maybe you need to, need to change something. Now, uh, let's look, let's, 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 um, let's go up a little bit. We're, we're going we're gonna to move up from families and we're going to look at the family, the largest family, which is the Catholic Church, right? Holy Mother Church, how should she be disciplining her children? Right? Many people in the church, it would, be, it would be news to say the church ought to be. The church should and needs to discipline her own children. That is a form of love. And I would say in the world today, a great problem is that very lack. Because the church is not disciplining her children today, her children don't feel loved. And how does, that, how does that look? What does corporal punishment look like in the church? It looks like excommunication and condemnation. Heresy and errors are to be condemned, and heretics and obstinate public sinners are to be excommunicated. This is for their own good. They are going astray, they are on the path to hell, and they're leading others there as well. They need to be corrected. Uh, there's a big, a big problem in the church, and it is that, that um, um, overemphasis on God's mercy to the exclusion of God's justice. We hear about how if hell exists, it's probably empty. That is not helpful for the church. I've said that many times before. Um, in the face of absolute heresy and evil, in the face of those who don't want to be forgiven, they don't want to do good, they're not capable of receiving love and mercy. They need justice. They need judgment. They need correction for the sake of their soul lest they be lost. How many politicians do we see out there who disagree with the church on, on, on abortion? They publicly disagree. They publicly advocate for abortion, and yet they still receive Holy Communion, they still call themselves Catholic in good standing, and those responsible for disciplining those children are not doing it. That is not love. That is not love. Now part of the problem in, in the church today, part of this, this, this pendulum swing to the one side, this exclusion of discipline, is due to uh, several hundred years ago, the heresy of Jansenism, which was the exclusion of God's mercy. All it was talked about, this began in the late 1600s with uh, Cornelius Jansen. Uh, and he overemphasized uh, the judgment, condemnation, damnation, hell. Uh, that was not love. Uh, but over the several hundred years, that morphed into rigorism. This was present in the church even to the 20th century. And so partly in response uh, against that, we now have the error on the opposite side. Uh, but to show people 100% love consists in speaking about both rewards and punishment. Good behavior will be rewarded. Bad behavior should be punished. This is why Christ, when he came, he preached both about heaven and about hell. Blessed are those who do the will of my Father in heaven. They shall receive their reward. Woe to you sinners. Woe to you who reject me. You will be damned. It's a consistent message of Christ. If you take away either side of the message, uh, you're no longer loving people because you're no longer telling them the truth. You're no longer uh, um, showing them there will be consequences to their own behavior. They are going to reap what they sow, for good or for ill. And so the chaos we see in the world today is partly the result of the chaos in the church because nobody's being disciplined. The world is full of disobedient children 
who do not know the love of Christ because they've never seen the discipline of Christ. Their evil desires, their bad passions have never been admonished or corrected. The modern church today does not love her children because she does not discipline them. And the world will return to sanity when the church returns to condemning errors and excommunicating heretics and public sinners. When those in proper authority begin exercising their God-given rights and responsibilities to correct bad behavior, we will see change in the church and in the world. So, while we pray for the church to begin disciplining her children properly, let us set the example by first disciplining our own. God bless you all in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen.